According to what that article said, uh, the president made uh, disparaging remarks about our soldiers, the people buried at the Anmarn Cemetery, uh, in connection with the decision for him not to go to the ceremony that was planned that afternoon. And, and that's, that was simply false. I don't know who told the author that, but that was false. So that's John Bolton on Fox last night. Um, I feel like it was a gift from God that we were off on Friday and Monday and <laughs> missed that story and didn't have to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but maybe we'll touch on that a little bit later. Well, it's uh, you know, as long as we've touched on it, a little Bolton who can't stand the president saying, no, that didn't happen. It's not true. This morning, <laughs> I'm catching up on the news as usual and uh, flip to Nakedly Progressive Radio NPR and uh, they're they're talking about the the uh, uh, Michael Cohen book. Is that his name? That is it yeah. is, is a person's name. Yeah. That okay. That's uh, Trump's old uh, yeah. uh, fixer and crony. What polls? Uh, right. What polls? Some of them. All of them. Okay. Anyway, um, he's written a book from prison. Of course he has. Yeah, in in which he accuses the president of various uh, terrible sins. That th- the fact that he can write is a surprise to me, <laughs> including. Well, maybe his cellmate's uh, handy with a typewriter. Anyway, including the accusation, and it was so funny. They put on their serious, disturbed, almost frightened, disgusted voices (laughs) to discuss the allegation that at one point, Donald Trump hired an Obama impersonator, staged a skit, and then fired that person from being president to entertain the... uh, the people watching. <laughs> and the, the, the chick who's reporting on this book, this poor gal, she must be lowest on the totem pole. They forced her to read the book and then report on it. Uh, she uh, relates this story, and the utterly idiotic, self-important, stuffed shirt jackass host says, I'm, uh, I, I'm just trying to take that in. I, uh, I, I can't, uh, I don't know what to say about that. And it was funny because they're both trying to gin up some sort of outrage over it. That, that that actually happened? Well, yes, yes, it appears to have actually happened. The guy's the host of the, uh, this whole thing is you're fired and it's a joke about it. It was just so funny trying to gin up outrage over this. And then one more note from the news. Then we'll actually get into, you know, stuff that's happening. I'm reading over the weekend about Trump's war chest, and it's approaching a billion dollars, and they're ready to make a giant blitz and blah, blah, blah. And then I I wake up this morning, and somebody tells me the New York Times has a story that they're out of money, and Trump himself might have to write a $100 million check. Oh, really? So uh, it's one or the other, or somewhere in between, or something? I don't know. I don't have any idea what's true. The West Coast of the United States is on fire. And it's very, very hot. It was 121 somewhere in L.A. County over the weekend, a record. That's hot. I'd say. That's Baghdad hot, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That one's 109 at my house, but at least the air was so thick with smoke you couldn't breathe. That's um, nice. It's pleasant. Presidential like living in an ashtray. Presidential election coming, unrest in the streets all over the country. Uh, the economy heading in the right direction, but still in a tough spot. The percentage of young people who live with their parents is the highest in almost 100 years. We'll get to those numbers coming up. Mm. Anyway, all on the way. One more weather-related note, if I might. Uh, Beautiful Denver, Colorado. 101 degrees on Saturday. 101 in Denver. Uh, And there's a cold front and snow expected uh, tonight. From 101 to snow. 
in the Denver Boulder area. It can happen in the Midwest. I never had a swing that far. Especially but in the mountains. I've certainly had a, in western Kansas a 85 followed by 25. Yeah, that's amazing. That's just crazy. 85 one day, 25 the next. Just happens. Yeah. Yeah. You got to keep all your clothes handy. You might want to cancel your stupid gender reveal stunt. That story coming up in a little bit. When did that become a thing? Gender reveal parties. I can tell you precisely when it did. And the lady who started the whole trend said, would you cut this out? Hmm. It's become ridiculous. Also, the USC professor who's on leave and being investigated for using a Chinese word that sounds kind of like a racial slur in talking about the Chinese language. You, you, you folks, I hear you. I hear you. You're saying, Joe, you're making this stuff up. No no professor would get suspended and investigated for using a foreign language term that just happens to sound like a naughty English term. Well, it's the word. O- only an eight-year-old would do that. It's the word that. You can't get much more common uh, part of speech than that. Right, right. So uh, there's been a response to that. Won't do any good, but there has been. And finally, this news, which affects all of us, uh, including those of us in the radio business, uh, Inc. with a big story as an INC, uh, incorporated, not like a magazine devoted to the the, uh, the dark blue substance that you write with, but Inc.com. Google just got really bad news. Here's why it'll probably get worse and what it means for you. It'll change how we all use the Internet. Uh, yesterday, the attorneys general of 48 states, the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico, uh, it was not actually yesterday, it was a few days ago, but... Um, uh, announced that they are investigating Google over its dominance in online advertising. Uh, on behalf of the group, the Texas Attorney General said the, uh, the company dominates all aspects of advertising in the Internet, largely due to its overwhelming share of online search and how they have meshed now search into advertising, and uh, they think there are antitrust uh, violations hmm. and the rest of it. So, um, And they mentioned that... Uh, if it gets bad for Google, it could get worse for you and your business. Here's why. There's a pretty good chance your business interacts with Google every day from using Gmail to optimizing your website for Google search engine to advertising your business online. In fact, Google pretty much controls three things that matter to all of us, and it's all going to have to be redone and reworked and the rest of it. So that could cause a shock to the system, I guess. All I know is that big tech is scarier than virtually anything in terms of screwing up the country and the Constitution and the rest of it, except maybe for the the uh, you know the whole critical race theory that's slightly scarier than big tech. We like them because they give us groovy things to do on the computer, but they are big and nasty and evil. Google it. Speaking of scary, it's why we didn't get to watch the movie Mulan over the weekend. My oldest son was excited about the new live-action version of Mulan. Mm-hmm. Uh, my youngest son saw one of the scenes, thought it was too scary, so we had to cancel that for family movie night and go with something else. But this is kind of interesting. So this was the big uh, debut over the weekend, Disney's new Mulan. At the end of the movie, the film's credits thank the Chinese government for allowing it to film um, in the same area where they're uh, holding a whole bunch of uh, people in concentration camps. Oh, nice, yes. Where, where mass detentions and human rights violations involving Uyghur Muslims are alleged to be taking place. So the film's credit thanked the Chinese government for allowing it to film in that area. Nice. Uh, in the Washington Post, uh, Isaac Stone ran uh, Isaac Stonefish. Is that his name? Is that a name? I mean, it, that's a, quite a quite Isaac a name. Isaac Stonefish? It's quite a name. <laughs> 
really like that. Something tells me that was a uh, change the name when they moved to the country situation. Although, if the name was, uh, how do you say fish in German? I'm guessing it was uh, Steinfish or something. It's sufficiently astonishing that it bears repeating. Stonefish sink right to the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) I'm just saying. Uh, The credits thank several government entities in China, by the way, including the Public Security Bureau, um, which is in charge of what China calls re-education and job training camps for Uyghurs. Ah, that sounds like a positive. It's like a junior college. They're actually thanking the people who run concentration camps at the end of the movie. Wow. And this guy, Isaac Stonefish, writing in the Washington Post, said it's sufficiently astonishing that it bears repeating. Disney has thanked four propaganda departments and a public security bureau in Xinjiang, a region in northwest China that is the site of one of the world's worst human rights abuses happening today. Uh, Axios's um, uh, reporter for uh, this called it truly outrageous that this actually happened. It is quite amazing. Yes. And gives you an idea of how blind we all are, I guess, to the whole China thing. Even the framing of, we thank the Chinese government for allowing us to film there, when having seen set in China is one of the prerequisites that they have on the checklist of, if you want this movie released in China, we need to have some scenes based here. Yeah. So, this was, uh, yeah, that that framing of it in and of itself seems very odd to me. Wow. If you've never seen the, the chart of what Disney Corp is, it is a massive, massive global company with arms in many, many different industries. If you're thinking, well, it's theme parks and, and movies, right? No, it's it's a massive conglomerate of of electronics and and and, and manufacturing and, and thousands and thousands of branches. And the mouse has no conscience. Everybody's fooled by the damn theme parks. But anyway, well, all these companies, whether it's the NBA or Disney, they just do whatever is, you know, in their financial interest so far until public pressure grows to the point that you can't pull it off anymore. And I yeah. hope we get there. There is a hashtag. I mean, and I don't they I don't practically thank the SS for putting on the 1938 Olympics. I mean, that's astonishing. We'd like to thank the Chinese Security Bureau. Yeah, the, the hashtag boycott Mulan uh, was trending on Twitter to, for whatever that means. Um, it would be nice if some of the people that, you know, get in the streets about various awful things we do here in the United States, which pale in comparison, would get a little worked up about uh, some of our big American corporations that are, you know, profiting off of really terrible things that are happening in China. Sure. You got to lower your ideals of freedom if you want to suck on the warm teat of China. Keep that in mind. It's well put. Um, Joe teased a whole bunch of things we got to get to. Also, Trust for information about the virus, where it is now versus March. Your trust for your governor, for the CDC, for Trump, for the national media. It all went the wrong direction and a lot Hmm. in the last couple of months. Not surprising. No, it's not. We don't trust anybody. That's all on the way. Armstrong and Getty. He's trying another drop Game shot there, but whistle. that was easy for Cadenio Busta oh, to get to. And oh, that's it. Oh no, he whacked a ball that might have hit a lines person back there. Oh my goodness, you don't do that. No, I mentioned earlier about the one that he hit low 
and he hit the side rail, if he had hit it a little higher, it would have gone right into the camera person. This one he hits back, and it's, I believe it hit her in the throat. Yes, it did. Clearly, we are on the verge of a default here. Oh, boy, the number one uh. tennis player in the world got mad, hit a ball in frustration, and whacked a middle-aged woman right in the throat. Oh, no. Sent her to her knees. Oh, that's terrible. I had to take her off the court. He uh, had to forfeit. Yeah, good. He had to, they they took back all the prize money he'd already won for advancing as far as he really? did in the tournament. Yeah, yeah he lost sure. like a quarter million dollars. You can't do that. No, no, it's cool. a savage. He seemed to be, you know, uh, rightfully upset that he had done it. Yeah, well, he's known for doing not smashing nice ladies in the throat with balls, but smacking them in frustration and putting people at risk. Uh, and and he his statement of apology was pretty good as apologies go. And he said, listen, I need to take a really hard look at myself. And I'm a gonna. So right. he better. Uh, Could have lost an eye, that poor lady. So a poll out on our trust in various institutions about the coronavirus. Uh, I, I just... Low. I just think this is where <laughs> Are you we're pulling me. Mine is low. Oh yeah, I don't believe friggin' anything that anybody tells me, and neither <laughs> does most, do most other people. I, I, I take a wait and see approach to everything. I would say that. Um, and you know, you could expand this from coronavirus to every other topic that is that is of importance. We just we don't trust anybody. Yeah. But anyway, um, your governor, whoever your governor is, somewhere in the country, back in March, sixty nine percent of people trusted the governor. It's down to 55 now, but that is uh, far and away the most trusted uh, entity out there. Barely half. You'd need to see the state by state to really get a feel for that. Oh, sure, absolutely. But it's a 14-point drop. I know right. in my state, very low. Very low. Oh, yeah. yeah. Moving the goalposts when you get close to reopening to make sure they just, just you know, very low. Nonsensical, arbitrary policies yeah. that are changed then in a nonsensical and arbitrary way over and over again. The CDC has had the biggest overall drop from 86% to 54%. People wake up to the fact that it's a government bureaucracy. Does right. some stuff fairly well, but it does it inefficiently and then and, and stupidly sometimes. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm shocked by how uh, incapable they've been. I, I am, but shouldn't have been. Right. It's only when you haven't seen a government agency do anything that you have any faith in it. <laughs> Anytime you bump up against them, you realize... They're just people, and they're people that can't lose their jobs and don't care much right. in most government agencies. They will not be rewarded for excelling in their work, and they will not be punished for being terrible at it. And, you know, that's probably not fair because I know I'm going to get pushback from a lot of government employees say, hey, I work really, really hard, and I'm sure you do, and oh, try yeah. really, really hard. But the whole bureaucracy thing, I mean, it's just it's just the way bureaucracies are. They're not efficient. They don't respond quickly. They lie it's just built into the way bureaucracies are. Mm-hmm. The individuals mean well, but you just lie to your boss, and their boss lies to his boss, and always tells them, yep, we got that done. It's ready to go. If we ever need test kits to get out there, we'll be right on top of it. Wow, good job, Jim. And on, on down the line, you end up with a pandemic, and no, you don't have test kits ready to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You tell the states you do, but you don't. Yeah. To just cite one example. Uh, Donald Trump, had, he started at 46 and went to 40, so not a lot of movement there. Down, though. Down. Going down. But, uh, you know, roughly where he was before. Yeah, that's almost the margin. 
Ferrer, I'm sure. National media started at only 45% and is down to 35%. Mm. Okay. And I'm, I think that's too high. About a third of people. Wow. I think that's too high. Yeah. The number of times you've tried to spin the story of this state, uh, you know, opened up too early on Trump's recommendations and now is getting killed while you ignore other states that closed down early against Trump's recommendations and also got killed. Right. I mean, come on now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we're way down on all this. Ian Bremmer tweeted out, Americans are sick of political circus. We're losing faith in our institutions. We suspect we're being sold the line by everybody. That's pretty much where I am. I suspect I'm being sold the line by everybody. Very disturbing. Well, yeah, we should have seen a lot of this coming. Kind of did back when it was a trend in uh, big-time journalism to declare that we're changing our whole approach to this job. We're going to become part of the resistance. They as much as announced we're not going to be honest anymore. Or we're not going to be held to being honest. Not if it interrupts the narrative. So a gender reveal party starts a massive fire? When did these gender reveal parties become such giant deals? You have the background on that, huh? I do. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We'll get over COVID. It'll, you know, it'll run its course. We'll get over it. Are we sure? Yeah. This this whole race thing, it could be around for a long time and growing. I mean, yeah. and, 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 and actually tear us apart. Well, you look at some of the footage, for instance, in uh, Pittsburgh, was it? Where the uh, Black Lives Matter types were terrorizing diners again. Um, just like happened in D.C. the other night, cities all across the country. Um, you you folks have probably heard of some. I haven't because none of the mainstream media are reporting on it, even though it's an unbelievably damaging trend. Um, but, yeah, when you look at the footage, though, the hatred, the hatred of white people is uh, it's, it's scary. It's amazing. It's visceral. I mean, innocent folks just sitting there trying to enjoy uh a meal who've never done or said anything racist in their lives or thought anything racist or whatever, um, just being targeted and terrorized. It's amazing. And and certain people will not take that. And so, yeah, tensions are almost certain to rise. But uh, there are also plenty of sane voices uh, of, of folks of color. In, in our message in playing some of this for you is that there is a very small minority of lunatics who are driving the conversation, and then a huge number of cowards who either are too dumb, uh, too too deluded, or too afraid to stand up to it. And so you get the idea that everybody thinks this way, and it's not true. Uh, I'm going to play you a couple of things. Number one, Sean, we're going to go with clip 60. This is uh, MMA fighter Bobby Green, who is a, a black man, and uh, he was interviewed post-fight on ESPN. And I think you can follow what happens. Uh, I'll just I'll point out when he brings his dad up. His dad's a white guy. So we've been fighting right now in this time in our country. We're doing this whole Black Lives Matter. Everyone's fighting. Everyone's looting. This is my father. I was born in foster care. I didn't have a mother or a father. They gave me away. My father wasn't 
fit to be my father, this is my dad here, Jacob Benny. He's been there since the beginning. He's done everything. He laid his life down for me, and I lay his life down for him. I don't judge any man on the color of their skin, but the content of their character. We're here. We love. It doesn't matter what color it is. It's all about love. You can't beat hate with hate. You beat hate with love. So everyone out there, please stop fighting. Please come together. We can't beat it that way with love. Slightly ironic that he's a fighter who just gave a man a beating, you know, his choice of words, but uh, that was a really beautiful message. I think back-to-back on our Twitter feed, we had that and that teacher teaching a classroom of, of, of white students about how all white people are inherently racist. Right. And damaged. <laughs> and damaged. Yes. That's, yeah, that's uh, great. That boxer there who had a white dad adopt him would disagree. Yeah. You, and those uh, poor folks just had to sit there and take it. Being sl- being. Sl- Smeared racially right in front of them. Sit there and take it. Anyway, there was a uh, there was a rally a couple, uh, well, it was several days ago in uh, Beverly Hills, and we've been meaning to play you this tape. But uh, each one of these voices are going to be proud black Americans who have something to say. We'll start with clip 50, Sean. They're out here. They want me to say some guy's name who multiple multiple times beat up his girlfriend. Yeah. Multiple times has yeah. sexual assault. He's not that's my who, Martin Luther King. Nope. He's that, not my Martin Luther King. Right. For. That's who I'm supposed to sit there and get into fights with my fellow citizens right. for. I show him pictures of names and of kids. Like we had like eight to nine of them Let's just under the age under the yes. age of, uh, of of twenty teenagers in Chicago that died just in the month of July alone. Thirty eight, if no one knows, thirty eight children in Chicago alone through this de- defunding bull. That Black Lives Matter has been pushing. 38 kids in a month of July. What about those black lives? Let's talk about those black lives. Uh, Let's see. One of his uh, companions uh, spoke up. uh, Next 51. I personally believe that the BLM movement is fake. It has nothing to do with advancing the lives of black people. Mm-hmm. They actually it, say they it, want to break up the family home. Exactly. They, like, their main uh, goal is to break up the patriarchal, like, nuclear family. They want the men removed out of the family, which is what Democrats want also. Exactly. If, if BLM really cared about black lives, why would it be solely isolated to incidents where a black life is taken at the hands of a white cop? That happens less than 1%. Come on. Now, wait, wait, wait. Now, I like to, like, equate this to it's the same as if I was in a horrific accident. I have a, 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 a massive head wound i have a leg fracture and a scratch in my finger and here come the uh first responders and they want to tend to the scratch in my exactly. finger and i'm telling you exactly. what about the wound on my head Thanks. what about my fractured leg yep. come on that's what the blm movement is yep. they're tending to the scratch on my finger and that's not even what it's about if you want to help us let us tell you how you can help us yes. Don't come in and tell us how you want to help us and don't tell me that I'm oppressed because I'm not oppressed. I'm a black American. I'm a proud black American. I'm not oppressed. I'm not oppressed. I'm one of the freest persons on this world. All right, and finally, 52. As you can see, black conservatism is the new punk rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're the rebels. You want to be cool? Come join our cause, baby. One question. Who are we voting for in 2020? Wow. Black conservatives are the new punk rock. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Boy. The idea is so, I mean, uh, listen, it's the worst of cliches. I wish I could uh, wipe the slate clean, but it's so Orwellian. Racial hatred is now the new anti-racism. War is peace, etc. Just amazing. So a lot of young people living with their parents, more than we've seen in about 100 years. Hit you with those stats next. Yeah. Quick word, though, from our friends at Simply Safe during these troubled times. You're thinking, you know, I'd really like to know who's uh, at my front door without opening that door. 
Uh, you know, I want to know if somebody breaks into my window uh, at night or whatever, but I've heard, you know, home security is expensive and long contracts and all. Simply Safe is all the good stuff, none of the bad. Yeah, that's where you're wrong, Joe. For only $15 a month, you can get Simply Safe for about $15 a month. Uh, check other home security systems, what they cost, and they're not the best overall home security system of 2020. As named by U.S. News and World Report. So no contract, no pushy sales guys, no hidden hidden fees. And you set it up yourself in under an hour. Nobody's coming to your house and setting it up for you. Right. Professional monitoring keeps watch day and night, ready to send police, fire, or medical professionals. If there's an emergency, arsenal of sensors and cameras blanket every door, every room, every window. Just head to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Get a free HD camera for our listeners because we're that cool. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. I got so much more to say on that whole racial thing from some of the Sunday shows I watched, but we'll get into that later. It's going to be an ongoing topic, I'm sure. Uh, majority of young adults living with their parents. The high mark, the previous high mark was uh, dang near 100 years ago, coming out of the Great Depression, when um, it was 48% of young adults were living with their parents. Huh. It is now 52% of people ages 18 to 29 are living with either one or both of their parents. 52%. I have been out since I was 18. I still may end up going back. You never know. Mm -hmm. I think they'd be very surprised at this point. I'm living on a park bench before that happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would never. I'd rent somebody's garden shed. Oh, yeah. 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 I wouldn't actually do that. No. Um, So 52% of people between 18 and 29 living with one or both of their parents. That's, 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 uh, you know, there was a cultural thing going that direction before the coronavirus and the economic. I mean, we had the best economy we've ever had a few months ago, and the number was pretty high. So, you know, for whatever reason, um, 26.6 million young adults living with their parents in July, an increase of 2.6% since February. Um, and you have to go back to the Great Depression to get numbers like this. Yeah, it's all it's all complicated. I got to believe it was a lot different during the Great Depression in that. Well, you know, all kinds of things were different. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I started to say it's it's more complicated um, than it might first appear because, for instance, you know, the economy's great, quote unquote. The stock market's been terrific, blah blah blah. But the loss of manufacturing jobs in favor now of paper shuffling cubicle jobs. Um, and, and, you know, the uh, wages haven't really risen much over time. And, and at the same time, we're being pitched that globalization is nothing but good because, you know, it, it, it has increased the national wealth, et cetera. It's just happened to concentrate it in fewer hands than the manufacturing glory days of the U.S., which couldn't last just because of uh, economic factors. But the fact that nobody will say out loud, Overall, global trade has been good, but boy, it really decimated Pittsburgh and 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 Dayton and and a, I could mention a hundred Scranton, whatever hundred uh, Midwestern towns and Eastern Rust Belt towns. The fact that nobody said, "Yeah, you guys got screwed," or or maybe not screwed, you guys were the unfortunate ones, the manufacturing strength of the U.S. Everybody who gave that strength kind of took it in the shorts. The fact that nobody would ever just say that honestly is why Donald J. Trump got elected. And I think it's why he'll get reelected as the enthusiasm enthusiasm gap is just miles wide right now. 
That is all true. You also have to figure in the chunk of it that is this worship of college degrees. Yes. And the and the and the tendency to get co- degrees that aren't going to qualify you to do anything. Right. And then how expensive it is. So you're really in debt. You got a degree where you can't get a job. So you can't afford to live anywhere. Right. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, combine that with contempt for the trades. Yeah. Where you can make a really yeah. good living and uh. yeah, I mean you you have people and Mike Rowe is is spoken eloquently about this. You got person A, it's got a, a an undergrad degree in grievance studies. They're working some miserable, uh, you know, cubicle job. It's not fulfilling at all. It's not challenging at all. They shuffle papers, and and some of you have worked these jobs. I've worked those jobs actually. Um, and and they're held up as the American ideal. Then you got some guy who installs air conditioning systems, or is a plumber, or a sheetrock guy, or whatever. And and people like snicker at him. Has like he's no a student dope. loan debt. Right. He's exactly. making six figures a year. But he's he's the dope. Right. Yeah, somebody explain that to me. That is a a big cultural problem that I hope is turning around. And it's the huge chunk of America that understands that, that can't wait to stick the the mainstream media and the political establishment in the eye and and vote for Trump again, with all of his flaws, which are readily conceded. Um, Yeah, that, that they feel that in their bones. And the New York Times has no idea of that. They promised for like a cup of coffee they were going to go out into the hinterland and try to understand how could we have been so wrong. But then they went to a cocktail party the next day and were assured, no, no, it's because people who don't live on the coasts are stupid. And racist. And racist. That's why Trump got elected. Oh, oh, good. Okay. Uh, cancel my uh, train tickets to Springfield, Illinois. I don't need to go there anymore. For, forget that flight to Wichita. To leave at Havlin Airport. So on the topic of uh, worthless degrees, it reminds me of a, a series of Ted Cruz tweets over the weekend. Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, he was actually talking about the violence in the cities and uh, and uh, BLM and Antifa and all that sort of stuff. But it's it's pretty it's pretty good stuff. If you haven't seen this or heard it, I tweeted it I, out. I weekend. just I didn't dig into it. <laughs> it's it's pretty pretty good commentary on it. It's about changing the laws so you can arrest some of these people and actually get them in jail that are smashing up stuff all around the country. Oh. So we'll get to that coming up. Oh, that reminds me, somebody made a statement more or less agreeing with that more or less. And who it was will shock you. Okay. That's Stay all, with us. All on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What degree we can do something specifically to hold accountable repeat offenders, but I'd like to see that too. It doesn't sit well by me that the police make an arrest, uh, somebody's processed in the jails, they're not held and they're right back out on the streets. So there's more we can do with our county law enforcement and the judges and others to, let's just say, make it more inconvenient for repeat offenders. Um, it, it, you, know, you, you have to hold people accountable for what? criminal acts. And if you don't hold people accountable, what happens is they see that as tacit approval. Okay, what? here's here's your question. Who kidnapped Ted Wheeler? Here's your question. That was indeed Mayor Ted Weasel of Portlandia. <laughs> Mayor Ted Weasel. <laughs> when somebody wakes up to the 
blatantly, flamingly obvious. After 100 plus days of denial, and you want to slap him silly for being as dishonest or idiotic as he's been, shouldn't you instead welcome him and congratulate him and say, yes, Mayor Wheeler, I agree with you completely, sir. I do think repeat offenders who break laws over and over again should probably be held accountable. But you just want to slap him. Well, my experience with following politics throughout my adult life is you get credit for getting to the right spot. And that's pretty much it. I mean, people people ignore, forget, excuse the fact that it took you a long time to get there. Yeah. I've seen it happen over and over and over again with different topics. Yeah, that's absolutely incredible. Yeah, you had people who were smashing up people's businesses that they 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 work their asses off to get going. People smashing them up, setting and, fire to occupied buildings, and then either not getting arrested or getting arrested and let out the next morning, and right. then doing it again the next weekend. And now you've decided, yeah, you can't do that. You're absolutely right. Including yeah, that a guy might get out of hand. Including a guy that got out and stabbed somebody to death two weeks after they got out. Yeah, he had demonstrated to the world that he was a violent, crazy person. But you let him out so he could go stab somebody. That's fantastic. And is that the guy who then shot the people? Because he'd been arrested several times. Yeah, he had been arrested also. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's really, really troubling. But that, that's heading in the right direction, uh, I guess. I would hope. Any arrests in the terrorizing of diners in D.C. and Pittsburgh and other cities around the country? No, of course not. We'll we'll just lay down and let them bully us. So there's been some talk of going after Black Lives Matter or um, uh, Antifa. If you can prove any of these, you know, the violent uh, participants of these groups are working across state lines, if it's organized nationally, because that gets into different laws and uh, Ted Cruz, senator from Texas, tweeted over the weekend, the Fed should focus on the LARPing middle class SJWs and the dedicated Marxist cadre and use RICO conspiracy and other federal charges to take them out and lock them up so that they could actually spend some time in jail. Somebody's buying those pallets of bricks. Sure. This is the tweet I really like, the follow up. When little Ashley from the suburbs realizes that she's looking at five years in federal prison, Instead of heading back to Evergreen State to finish her Bolivian 13th century trans dance degree, the lawyer daddy buys her will get her to sing like a canary canary about her commie pals. Yes! <laughs> yes! Ted Cruz for president! I love that. When Ashley from the suburbs realizes she's looking at five years instead of heading back to Evergreen State to finish her Bolivian 13th century trans dance degree. (laughs) The lawyer that daddy buys her will get her to sing like a canary about her commie pals. That's beautiful. That is good. Yeah. Well, so far, you get to leave your little uh, liberal enclave college, go to some town, smash up a business, maybe smash up a person's head, and then just go back home. Right. And nothing happens. Exactly. Yeah. The cops just stay back because the city fathers told them to. You destroy people's lives, their businesses, maybe cave in the skull of an old man or, or kill an ex-cop. Nobody even really looks into it much. Uh, we just, we're afraid we'll really make them mad if we oppose them. What are you going to uh, do with that degree? Teach uh, 13th century uh, Siberian trans dance? You're going to move back into mom's basement and, and, and claim that the world owes you a living. And the only reason you're not making one is racism. Even though you're white, a militant white 19-year-old girl in most of these cases. Yeah, I, I please, please, oh, 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 fate or 
James Madison or God or somebody. Tell me this is a, a pendulum that's swinging. It's going to reach the, the edge like in you know 1968, for instance. And people are going to say, oh, wait a minute. This is... This is not helping the situation at all. This is just burning down cities. So you let's think we're let's get elect, together and talk about this. You think stuff. we're going to elect Richard Nixon president again? No, no, you moron. That's <laughs> a, I'm sorry, that was harsh. I'm just fired up. Like my eight-year-old said to me the other day, it's a metaphor, Dad. It explains things. <laughs> yes. Okay. yes. My son who hasn't been to school hit me with that. I don't know where he gets this stuff. But, um, Phineas and Ferb. Probably getting, it's insidious. It it's be, ironic. It could be Phineas Too and much Ferb. irony is bad for a child. Um, uh, we're getting a lot of texts from people who say, yeah, we had a giant Trump patriotic boat parade where we live, too. Apparently, they happen all over the country, and uh, they don't get any media attention. Yeah, I saw where uh, five boats sank in one of the Texas rallies. Uh, we got a text from somebody in that area that says that was way overstating it, and the only boat you heard about, boat parade you heard about, was that one right. over the weekend. Because boats sank. Yeah. You didn't hear about the thousands, you heard me, thousands of boats in San Diego. It was amazing. Armstrong and Getty.